This episode is for those of us who are really idea-centric, right, but struggle to make the moves necessary to bring them those ideas to fruition. So, for example, you might be struggling with, I don't know, how to get the ball rolling and who to talk to first when you've got this great idea. Um, maybe... Maybe it's where to store your ideas. Maybe you wake up in the middle of the night and you have this great idea and you don't know where to go. Is it your iPhone? Is it apps like Evernote? Or do you write it down on a sticky note? And then there's branding. You've got this great idea. Now you need to name it, right? And then you start to think about things like, I don't know, color palettes, your fonts, your tone of voice. Um, or maybe like me, you're a little bit introverted and then you struggle to, to optimize your network. And then lastly, even though there's a plethora of other things that could be the reason why you might be, pro- you might be procrastinating is perfectionism, right? You are basically waiting for every little detail to be perfectly aligned and that's what stops you from moving forward. Well, I want to introduce you to someone who's done all of that while while in her full-time job. So meet Sandra Pichoifa. Sandra, welcome to the Texture Lounge. Yay, thank you. Thank you to me. I'm so <laughs> excited to be here uh, with you today. So thank you so much for the opportunity. I really, really appreciate it. It's my first awesome. podcast. I'm very excited about it. Awesome, awesome. Well, listen, for those of you who don't know Sandra, um, a quick introduction. She is the founder of MyCurlID. And My Curl ID is basically a brand new e-commerce website where women of color can find very carefully vetted hair care and styling brands for their texture types. I personally have discovered a few uh, hair care favorites on the site myself that I purchased. I'll share those with you later on in the podcast. And Sandra has very generously given all of you guys uh, 20% off your orders at MyCurlID.com. Just use my code Texture Lounge 20. So before we even get into it, Sandra, I want to talk about your red lip because your red lip right now is, <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. What is it? I mean, it's, um, it's actually a Sephora product. I, uh, I was introduced to it, you know, I was introduced to it uh, by a friend over a year ago. I started wearing le- red lips, I don't know, maybe like 18 months ago, I tried different things and I must say that this is the one that I, uh, I like the most at the moment. So I'm still playing around with a lot of different colors and different brands, but this is a, a Sephora product. I love it. Does it have a shade name or shade number? It, it, yes, it does. And it's number one. Number one. Yeah, it's the a number one number. red lippy. Yep. Number one it is. Number one. Okay. Well, I had to start with that because first of all, that's that's the thing that's captivating me right now. But Sandra, in all seriously in in all seriousness, describe yourself and, and what you do. So as you say, I'm Sandra Petroipa. I am French Bokinabe. For those of you who don't know uh Burkina Faso, it's a West African country. Um, so I'm 42 years old, nearly 43. I am currently, as Tumi has mentioned, a marketing director in a beauty company, but I'm also an entrepreneur and I started my own beauty company myself, which I launched officially in March 2022. I've been uh, living in New York for nearly five years now. Prior to being in New York, I was in London for 12 years. I grew up in uh, in Paris. I was born and raised in Paris. Uh, and 
and that's that. So that's pretty much sum up, you know, where I come from and uh, what I have done so far, you know, to get myself in New York. And what do you think it is about you, Sandra, that makes you great at what you do? I think, you know, I was thinking about that, uh, that questions as I was preparing. I think I'm very determined uh, as a person. I like challenging people and I like challenging myself. I also come from a, a very hardworking family environment. You know, when uh, I grew up with like four other siblings, I have four sisters. Uh, and we have a lot of differences, but it's true that when I look at where we are today in life, every one of us is a very hardworking person. And I think it's uh, it all comes down to our education and uh, our background uh, with my parents immigrating to France when, you know, we were not even born. And, you know, for them to establish themselves, you know, we've have always been part of that environment where, you know, hard working is something that comes naturally to our, our family. So I put a lot of time, I put a lot of effort, I put a lot of hours in everything that I do. And um, I'm very driven. I try to stay focused on uh, on my task. And I think it has worked very well for me in my professional career. And I think I'm bringing that into my entrepreneurship careers that I started also. Oh my gosh, I feel like everything, I mean, everything that you just said is absolutely no surprise to me because, you know, from from what I know of you, driven is the word that comes to mind. So I'm, I'm glad you used that word. Give me one word that describes how you are feeling right now in this moment. I think I'm, what's the English word for that? Serenity. I think I feel quite, you know, as I said, I, you know, I coming to California and being here for the last two weeks, which really seems to be the right place for me to be at this moment in the right environment where I was able to cut myself off from all the noises in New York, the day-to-day life that is, you know, it, it, it does take off your, you know, some of your energy sometimes. And I did find a perfect balance. So balance and serenity is really how I feel, you know, at the moment. Serenity. She's feeling serene. That's a nice, yes. that's a nice little word right there. That's a nice mm-hmm. little word right now. Now, what book are you reading? Are you reading anything right now? Yes, I'm actually reading, weirdly enough, I don't know, I, feel, I kind of, uh, Stephen King. Oh, so a little bit of a thriller. Yes. So I've, I've never really read any of his books. I am someone who read a lot. I used to read a lot. I used to read up to two books per month. And that was many years ago. The last three years, I found that I I was not able to concentrate and focus long enough to be able to read books. And I had made a, you know, reading list for myself. And I did find that I was really struggling to go through it. But at the same time, I really wanted to go back to that routine of reading books. And I've decided that instead of focusing on a particular reading list, I'm just Mm going to focus on what is easy for me to read and actually allow me to disconnect for this 15 or 20 minutes. And Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of uh, horror movies and, uh, and I love this kind of books. And uh, I've decided to go on a journey to read uh, Stephen King's until the end of the year, just to get back into the habit of picking up a book and get my brain to be able to focus for short period of times on something else. And uh, it has been working for me at the moment. So are you, are you dedicating time in your day specifically to read or, or just pulling it out when you feel like it? How's that working for you? Uh, at the moment, I just uh, 
just when I feel like it. I try to do a little okay. bit in the morning and then at the end of the day, as I said, also being in California has given me plenty of, uh, of time to do that. But mostly mm-hmm. it's morning time when I wake up, drink coffee, try to read at the same time and like towards the end of the day also. And I remember like back last year when we've started talking, yes, uh, you would, you know, I don't, if I remember correctly, you weren't, you were trying to get into reading. You were yeah. trying to find the books to read. So I'm really, I'm really pleased and happy for you that you were able to carve some time out in your day to read. I'll, I'll tell you on the flip side, though, for me, I'm still kind of struggling there. <laughs> still kind of struggling. <laughs> to be honest, I, I started picking reading back up again. Then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, it's just become the last thing on my list that I desire to do. But it's like ebbs and flows for me. It just some days I'm in it's, it, some days I'm not. It's it's interesting because for me it's all about what what I'm reading, and I've realized that as I mm. was forcing myself to read particular type of books, sometimes it just wasn't doing it for me at the particular time I was trying to read them. So I be- yeah. I became more and more disconnected to the activity of reading, just mm. because I was trying to see it more as a sometimes educational you know, way of like, so yeah, I reconnected myself with the reading activities through something that is easy for me to read. Got it. Okay. So we got to talk about my curl ID. So before we do, um, just for context, for those who are listening to us right now. So Sandra and I were connected through a mutual friend. Hi, Sarah. Sarah's like the ultimate, she's like the ultimate connector. So we connected, I think it was I think it was last year. I think it was last year. Was it the year before that? It was last year. Um, And I kind of was part of your, you know, mentoring process um, as you were developing your concept and ideation around my curl ID, which actually launched this year, the beginning of this year, around March-ish, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. So I am extremely proud because you and I would talk every month um, for about a year and each time you and I would meet you would show me where you were in the process and we'd you know walk through all the different things that one thinks of when they're launching a new business so how easy does entrepreneurship come to you I think that it's um, I'm gonna say I think it's easy in some capacity because it's very close to uh, what I'm doing, you know, what I've done in my professional career after I left university. I've always evolved in the world of beauty and I've always worked in the world of marketing. Um, mm. So I think that naturally I have like a strong ability. I'm very good at my job on, you know, my day to day job. I'm very good at it. So I think that I'm able to kind of use what I'm good at and bring it to my journey of, of uh, entrepreneurship. Um, you know, something that, right. you know, other entrepreneurs have mentioned to me over, over the years, even before I started, is that it can be a very lonely place sometimes because ultimately it's just you and your business. It doesn't matter how many people you talk to. You have to make the decision. You have to, 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 to do everything for yourself because you, you're the person with the vision that not everybody mm-hmm. can see at the time. And I think that I'm also very good at working like by myself and being quite autonomous. So as much as sometimes I do miss, you know, the bonds, you know, the interaction and being able to bounce around ideas with people who may have, you know, 
much bigger input uh, than just myself, uh, I'm still good in that capacity. Now I also recognize my limitation. My business is going to be as good as my own idea if I just limit that to myself. So mm. I need to open myself up to other people, people like yourself. So, you know, we, we, we will talk about the mentorship uh, uh, after, but it's very important to, to stay connected. And I think it's maybe... The, the, the aspect and the skills that I have developed the most since I started to, to, to work on Michael ID. So you launched Michael ID while in a full-time, crazy, corporate, busy environment. Um, and I mean, I guess we could say it, right? It was in a pandemic. Are you crazy, <laughs> ambitious or both? Um, I, think I'm, I think I'm just ambitious. And I think that I... I think it, it has been hard. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. And uh, I do remember our conversation at the time. There was a combination of my day job that was not also very fulfilling to me. I was getting kind of bored. It was not really going anywhere. I didn't feel like it was, you know, that I was driving anything in that, in, in that aspect. And many people have told me, but this is perfect. Your day job is not really asking a lot of you at the moment, it should be the perfect mm -hmm. balance for you to be able to set up your, your business. Mm -hmm. But I'm one of these people who likes, likes to be busy and have activity and brand activity and like to be challenged. And when right. I was sitting at my day job, sometimes for eight hours a day, because I'm still very uh, professional, so I would still do my job. It was just not very engaging to of me. Course. At the end of the day, when I wanted to work on my business, I just didn't feel the level of engagement. And mm. weirdly enough, I changed position also while I was building my business. So I also had to take on a new role in a completely different division, in a completely different roles. And I did that at the same time. But as much as that role is very demanding, it's giving me that little, you know, that, that little energy that I also yeah. need to bring into my business because the role that I'm into is challenging me. It's challenging me in ways of, uh, of thinking, in ways of working. I talk to much more people. And yeah, as much as my day job is more demanding, I find myself being more productive on my mm -hmm. business simply because my energy level is very is still up when I finish my nine to five. I have a very strong energy level. I've been challenged during the day. I, I thought about different creative ways of, you know, looking into things. And I think I'm more naturally able to bring that into my business. It is tiring, but it has been, weirdly enough, a good balance for me. How did you find the time to juggle both? I think that... Um, the, the time has been, I, I made the time by cutting off other activity outside of work. So it just okay. seems like I, it just seems like I work a lot. Uh, it's, you know, because I do my nine to five, which is demanding, but I'm very efficient, you know, mm. like most people in corporate career, as you mentioned, we have been trained to work hard, to do like three or four extra hours every day to work on the yeah. weekend, to go, yeah. to go to the office on the weekend. I don't do that. I do oh, my I don't nine do that. I, I, exactly. I, I, I've stopped doing that a long time ago. And, okay, good. <laughs> uh, 
And, and then I continue to make sure that I maintain that routine. So I'm very efficient during my nine to five. As I said, I'm very successful in my career. And uh, I just mm-hmm. made time outside of, uh, of my working hours. So I spend a little bit less time doing you know, things that I've enjoyed. COVID is, you know, let's be, you know, let's be honest. COVID has carved out time for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. You know, my family being uh, mostly in Europe and in Burkina Faso. I didn't go anywhere for yep. pretty much two years. So that time that I had, I also wanted to make sure that it was used as um, in a positive way. I didn't want COVID to, you know, come out of COVID and feel like, oh, okay, yes, we are pretty much two years in which our life were a little bit on hold and I didn't have anything to show for at the end of it. And that, that has made a lot of difference. Now that I'm more back into my regular schedule on my day-to-day life, you just have to be mindful you just have to be able to tell people i'm not going to go to that beach day i'm not going to go to this weekend i'm not going to do this and that and the other and you know cuts the yeah cuts the distraction i've had listen i'm 42 i haven't started my business until like you know two years ago i've had plenty of time to have fun before that so i don't think that i'm missing out That's a, I, I love that. Totally love that. So, so what is it going to take for you to take that full leap from <clears throat> working in corporate to going full time on Michael ID? Yes. Unfortunately, you know, uh, like most people, I think it comes down to financial security. Yeah. You know, if I, if I ever got to a point where I am able to, to support myself, um, you know, fully, I have other financial obligations also, you know, you, you have to take, to be mindful of that. If, if tomorrow uh, I, I could, you know, compensate my income uh, fully from my business, uh, I probably will make the leap. Now, mm-hmm. on the long-term basis, yeah, like most people, I don't think my, my aim is to work full-time anyway. So if by the time, my current ID is at a level where it's sustainable, I'm hoping that by then, I can even only be part-time into that business mm. without having to be full-time. So I don't know. It could be next year. It could be in two years. It could be in three years. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to make sure that I'm successful. So I need to, to make time. I'm looking at, you know, going part-time in my current job four days a week. So I can dedicate one day a week to my business. So there's a lot of options that I'm looking into. First of all, part-time is four days a week. <laughs> It's a level of part-time, right? <laughs> it's like the highest level of part-time. <laughs> yes, no, that's true. It is the highest level of part-time. But you know what? I think that that's, that's super interesting. And I'd love to hear how you get on with that. If, you know, if they sign off on the four-day-a-week thing, because I don't know if you heard, but there are um, a few countries in the world that have recently yes. tested the four-day work week. And I think a lot of us have had summer Fridays in our current jobs. So we know what it looks like yeah. to have a four-day week. Um, so it's, it's possible. I'm excited for what that could look like for companies across the world, quite honestly. Yeah, me too. Okay, Sandra. So tell us where the idea of my curl ID came from. So it's very interesting. You, you're asking me that, uh, today because I actually spent some time discussing with a marketing consultant and, uh, we talked about how I need to build a more compelling story about myself, about why I started Michael ID. And as I was thinking about it, I realized that really there are so many reasons. There's so many layers as to 
what got me to to start that business and uh, one of them is that i shop the category of course myself mm. i was just a little bit tired to have to go and shop through three or four different websites and retail locations i think there's got to be a better way for you know uh, for women of color and people of color to shop hair care category i wear my natural hair i have box braids i do weaves mm-hmm. i want i should be able to buy all of that from from one place so that was also one of the starting points and then of course that you know that it's such a fragmented market in terms of where to shop it and sometimes the experience is not particularly nice we've all gone to you know Walgreens or these places of the world where our category of products is locked behind doors or like go to the local beauty shop where you don't always have the best experience and I think that we you know we can elevate ourselves as a community we do not have to lower ourselves to to be standards just to be able to access the basic of you know hair care product preach Sandra yeah, I mean, you know, it's got to be better. I need to have a nice experience when I shop. You know, I, I, I'm uh, that you know, elevation is very important, and uh, it's very important to me. And I can see that you know there are places like the like of the Sephora and Ulta that are slowly starting to fill the gap that is being seen. And as much as it's you know it is appreciated, they give visibility to some brands. It's just not enough. And, you know, uh, you know, as we said, you know, a lot of brands said and pledged that they were going to allocate 15% of their space to like certain mm-hmm. type of brands. And honestly, I don't think that 15% is enough for that particular category. Why limit ourselves to 15% when we can have 100? We as a community can build 100%. So, yeah. and in that category specifically, which is shop by, you know, 90% plus of, you know, people of color. So we should be able to access, the, you know, the bigger part of the, the industry. So that also drive me into making sure that we give visibility to our community. There are so many good brands out there that just do not get yeah. the opportunity to get on Absolutely. these shelves. Yeah, that's, that's you're all so right. You know, and the products have been, you know, it's been years that a lot of wonderful founders have taken the time to educate themselves about ingredients, about formulation, to understand what works for our hair, what is safe for us to use. We know that historically it has it hasn't always been the case. Some brands had had put some ingredients in our category of products that have um that do not work very well, that have been quite harmful actually to some of our population. Mm -hmm. And the whole community has gotten together to make sure that we have the best possible products available, and yet they are not given the visibility to be this, to put these products on shelf. And for me, it's about giving visibility to these brands, giving the choice to the consumer. At the end of the day, as I always say, if you still want to be to to go and shop at Ulta and at Sephora and at Walgreens, it's absolutely fine. It's it's not a problem at all. But there should be a place where, as I said, we are represented. The experience is nice. It is elevated. It is the right products with like you know very conscious ingredients and formulations. All of that should be in one place. And as I said, do I think that Sephora is going to start stocking wig and and weaves? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Don't and think I think that, so. you know, maybe, you know, I don't never know. Say maybe never, but... never say never, but ultimately, you know, as a person shopping that category, yes, sometimes I need to buy extensions and weaves and I would like to be able to do that from the same place. And so you see, there is so many different layers when it comes to that on a more personal level. I think that everybody, every black person on the planet has a hair story. 
as a hair story to tell about what it means for them, the way they, they style their hair and the way they carry themselves. And I think it's very important. There is a lot of beautiful, inspiring stories out yeah. there. Some of them a bit less, you know, a bit less difficult to hear because as we know, there has been a lot of stigma around, you know, Afro hair care and how, you know, women and men wear their hair, not only in America, but, you know, globally around the world. And I think that there is always something to share. And we we as a community can kind of bring all of this heritage together. Uh, and I think it's very important that we do so. So there is also that more personal level. There is so many different layers into into that answers and you know and over time you know the more i think about it sometimes the more i remember all the other things over the years that crossed my mind and i thought like oh yeah maybe i should do my own products and eventually i'm like maybe <laughs> oh, i should just yeah. create like a shopping experience for for mm-hmm. all of us so we can have the elevated experience with the right products with the right ingredients with you know beautiful packaging and beautiful scents it's it it matters so much to um you know to the users that uh this is why i wanted to to create that um but i do remember the defining moment because uh i remember that conversation with my sister actually uh, i was on the phone with her and she was trying to support her friend who started a small business in doing like you know handbags and little accessories so she Mm. wanted to ask me if i was willing to to buy one of those and it was a beautiful item with african print on it and i felt like i'm like oh okay uh that's nice and i asked her what what friend (laughs) is it is she white or is she black and she said (laughs) well she's white and i'm like why do we need white people to sell us our own product and honestly yeah Sometimes it's just that that one little thing. And at that time, I'm like, you know, there's got to be a better way for, you know, for us as a community to sell our own heritage to our own community. And when yeah. it comes to hair care, there is so much heritage in ingredients, in recipes, in formulation, mm-hmm. the inspiration that we, that we have created uh, over time. Um, you know, as I said, I think there, there should be a better way for our own community to sell to, you know, within the community. And this is what I wanted to bring to life. So today, Michael ID is an e-commerce platform with like, you know, few products that I'm building on. But tomorrow it will be like a full retail experience uh, for people of color, black women, uh, black men to be able to shop the category with, you know, what the best that the community has to offer. So oh, this is, Sandra! This is how all the clicks, know. all the clicks, all the clicks. There's so many layers. I love you know. it, and yeah. I know that I know that we could probably have further conversation about the why yes. behind my curl ID. But I think you hit on so many, so many important things. I mean, firstly, it's elevating our beauty shopping experience. Yes, we have been so used to a low grade shopping experience all our lives. Right. And we've never really challenged it. We've accepted it. Um, We've had other people from different ethnic backgrounds selling our own items, our own things to a point, which is like you can even have like if you go to these beauty supply stores, 
and you go to the counter and you have a question, right? You yes. have a question about, you know, how does this work on a higher texture type like mine versus someone who has a wavy texture type? How does this wig texture blend with mine? Does it, does it not? Are there products like, they have no clue. There's no education. They cannot help us. Yeah. They don't, ha- they can't help us. Right. So you have to go into the store and know exactly what you want and have the confidence yes. or, you know, have the confidence to pick what you think you need off the shelf or, it's, you know, yeah. it's 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 a, it's a guessing game doing that. Now, I also want to ask you, because I've heard you talk about it before, is I know that you're carefully vetting the products mm-hmm. and the brands that you are yes. selecting to be to be sold on my curl ID. So what does that process look like for you? Like, how are you testing? How are you deciding whether it's a yes or a no? So um, it has been a very intense process of, uh, uh, as I I evaluated over a hundred brands, I've ordered so many products. I mean, yes, I I will need to to put that in some sort of story at some point because I've ordered so many products and I've tried so many products, some that I discovered that are absolutely beautiful. So from the get-go, I I do pay attention to... uh, the founders, of course, and their, their own stories and who they are, mm-hmm. how do they com- you know, contribute to the communities that I'm trying to build. I also pay attention into the ingredients and the formulation. As, okay. as I said, historically, we know that certain ingredients have proven to be quite harmful for our hair type, for our skin type. So it's very important to be mindful of that. Um, mm-hmm. So I, you know, I have a background in, in cosmetic science. I know I don't talk about that very often. I don't talk about that at all, most of the time, but this is what helps me to understand really what goes into the formulation of the products and what is good ingredients for for hair and for scalp. So all of the formulation and that, and then the marketing the marketing experience, you know, the mm. user experience. I have received products which, you know, I'm sorry to say, the product was leaking, you know, in the package. The ah. experience of using the product is okay. not so good. The packaging okay. stops working eventually, and all of that contributes to that elevated experience that I think matters a lot. And I think that as a community, we can elevate ourselves. So I also look at the packaging. You know, how easy is it to read? Like, you know, what is on the packaging? What information do they try to bring to life um, for for the consumer so there is you know there is a lot of layers of evaluating products and brands it has been a very challenging um, exercise if, if I'm being honest I have spoken to wonderful founders about their brands about their products I was very mm. grateful uh, to um, you know, to the founders of the brands that I represent today to share with me their experience, to be available. You know, I send a text just to ask a question like, oh, oh, by the way, what, you know, I just want to check about your products, you know, about that particular ingredients. Why did you pick it? You know, mm. if I'm not sure myself, you know, I just go and ask. And, you know, okay. the, the engagement of uh, of these founders has been absolutely beautiful and amazing. Awesome. So being able to, to build a rapport and a relationship and, them being, you know, believing in my vision, you know, eventually I have a vision. I want my curl ID to, to, to develop into a bigger platform and I need to partner with, with, you know, founders that can, that can grow with me. There are brands that of course I have identified, you know, the bigger brands of the world, but they come with like, you know, minimum order quantities and, you know, all sorts of things that means that today, you know, 
for for now i'm not able to 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 bring them on board but they are beautiful products you know and um so you know very boutique approach very one-to-one very like you know in-depth conversation with the founders of understanding their products what they're planning to do in the future why they selected this particular ingredients that particular formulation so uh it's a lot of work but it's uh it's it's great i've i've i've, I've spoken and met so many great people while building my curl id that uh, i'm very grateful I have to say that I I appreciate your boutique approach because what it means for people like me is that I know that the products that you have decided to put on my curlid.com are good for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, you know, this consumer, the textured consumer we know is very, very, very particular. Like we, we look at the ingredients, we look at what's in the product. We are starting to look at packaging and how sustainable it is for the environment and things like yeah. that. Um, so, what I love is that you could, if you really wanted to, have mm-hmm. more brands that you that you yes. could, if you really wanted to, have more brands than you have today, from yes. from a pure financial economical mm-hmm. um, perspective. But you yeah. are taking the approach of let's start small. I'm testing these products personally. So that takes time. Um, And you want to be sure that anything that you put on the site is going to be good for the users. So personally, as a consumer, that's an approach that I appreciate. And I think that is something that a a Sephora or an Ulta Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) don't have the time to do. No, 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 definitely. It does take some time. But as I said, it's a very, it's a very interesting experience to, to discuss one-on-one with, uh, with people and people who Mm. are, you know, as I said, you know, we're supporting each other visions. We're helping each other in other capacity. I had a call with uh, one of the founder. She was asking me, she wants to start shipping internationally. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's talk about that. I can help you and give us, you know, advice. And, um, you know, I evaluated brands that I, gave feedback on, you know, some aspects of their propositions that I felt was not elevated enough for the consumers that I want to target. And I'm, I am that consumer. Wow. So I'm very mindful about a lot of aspects of brand building and products. And as I said, and packaging experience, all of that matters. And, um, you know, I have brands that, you know, decline to, you know, to, to listen to my feedback and it's not a function of the quality of the products. It's a function for me of like, I want to have consistent experience across all mm. of the brands that I'm going to bring to my curl ID. And can you give so us, can you give us an example? Can you give us an example of that? So you don't have to say the brand's name, but what was no, the feedback? No, of course not. But, um, you know, sometimes certain packaging or packaging design, I do think looks a little bit cheap. We forget sometimes that in that category, and I think it may be because of the way we have approached hair and caring of the hair, you know, from a heritage perspective, but ultimately as, as someone who shops within all paths of beauty, when you, when you put something in your bathroom or when you put something in your like, you know, beauty environment at home, you want to feel like that thing is going to contribute to yourself. You know, yes. and it's very important for me is that it looks beautiful. Shelfy worthy. You know, you know, yes, exactly. It cannot look like average. It cannot look like, you know, oh well, you know, I'm just it's not a pot of Vaseline that you're just having on the side because you need to have <laughs> it at your house. And that's fine. You know, we all have and that okay. and it's okay. 
But when you when you you know when you invest money into like you know into products that also deliver some direct uh, benefit to your hair to your skin i do feel like it's important that you feel good about using these mm, products mm. and sometimes feeling good about using something has also to do with the experience the texture before mem before even the benefit of the product is the whole experience that, that goes with it you need to look at it and feel like okay i want to use that product and i know yeah. it's pure marketing but marketing is oh, important in the way so you important. present yourself and yeah. you present the way you present your, your your company yeah in a lot of product category including hair care trying the product is the last thing that the consumer does mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter that your product is the best if the consumer does not feel like trying it and the consumer feel like trying it based on all of the marketing elements that goes into brand building oh my gosh this is won't. me this and is totally me you know, Yes, and sometimes you just have to to remind people. And sometimes, you know, I know it's hard to hear when you're like, you know, you created the products from scratch yourself. But, you know, as I said, trying the products comes last. So the experience around it is very important. So I have given feedback on packaging design, on, uh, you know, on scent. Some products I try, I'm like, I think the scent is a little bit too overpowering. Too strong. I'm targeting a particular Mm -hmm. type of consumer. People like me, we may have you know, eczema on the head, even if it's a natural scent, you know, the overpowerness of it may people, you know, may make people feel like, oh, it's, yeah, it might irritate my scalp. So you see, there is a lot of, you know, conversations that goes into it. And as I said, you know, uh, and I'm not, I don't believe that I hold the truth on every single product, but that's what, that's how I choose to select the products for my, my site. So as a result, I'm open to conversation and suggestion. And uh, as I said, my vision for Michael ID is that, you know, in the future, we are able to incubate more brands. You know, we have more consumer. We can incubate mm-hmm. more brands, help people to really build a, a, um, a finished proposition that my consumer base will want to buy into. And so, you know, and, you know, again, other layers of, you know, helping people to grow within that community, we have a lot of knowledge, we have a lot of passions, we have a lot of understanding of our category. Sometimes, you know, lack of time and lack of money means that certain people yeah. are not able to bring their vision to life. And if I can help with that in the future, I will definitely uh, will want to be part of it also. So you launched my curl ID because you felt like there was an opportunity for us, women like us, to go to one place to find all their hair care needs, right? You've spoken to your marketing consultant, you're being coached on, you know, how to storytell your brand efficiently, and you've just shared with us the reasons why, the main reasons why you launched My Curl ID. But tell me a little bit more about the things that may have, the things that held you back in the beginning. I would say... It, uh, it it was just generally trying to 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 consolidate all of my ideas into a natural marketing plan. As much as as I said, I work in marketing, and in my day to day job, uh, I have written a lot of plans for a lot of brands for a lot of markets. It's a little bit easier when someone has already done the job of creating the brand. Once yeah. you, it's your job to create the brand from scratch. What what was difficult for me was to identify what to prioritize. The vision that I have is so much bigger than just trying to 
create a website where we can buy all our products. There is sure. so many different parts that uh, I want to bring into the world of Michael ID that I haven't even been able to touch on. And so I spend a lot of time trying to prioritize the what should I do first? What should I do first? How about this part? How about this part? How do I bring that into the business? I want to, you know, I want to be able to do so many different things. So I think what was holding me back was having too many ideas and being able to, mm. being able to be more focused and, yeah. and getting to that point where, yes, you have a vision in your head and that vision is for you, is for a few people that you're going to share it with. The whole world doesn't need today to see your 10 years plan for Michael ID. What is mm -hmm. it that you want to establish today? Let's start with that. And then you can grow from there. And getting to that part of like, okay, what is going to be the beginning? Uh, did take me a lot of time. Mm. Because again, okay. you know, when you have, when, when you have a vision with so many different parts, there is so many different directions that I could have chosen to, to, go, to go with as a starting point. And what's your biggest lesson so far in this whole process from beginning to end? Um, patience and preparation. You know, okay. I participated in a in a in a marketing workshop uh, maybe two months ago, okay. and uh, a small couple, um, a couple of entrepreneurs uh, came and they gave a talk about their own journey, and uh, and something that they said that I think we all know, but we tend to forget when we are st stuck in the day to day is whatever happened, you have to be prepared. An, an opportunity is going to come along one day that's going to allow you to step change your business. That opportunity may, for some people, it happened very early on in their journey. For other mm. people, it takes longer. And you just have to be prepared. That, mm. that's, that's the only thing that, you know, if you're committed to your, to your plan, it's, you cannot slack. You cannot say, oh, you know what, the next two or three months, I'm going to, you know, maybe take a little bit of a step back and uh, you can't do that because within these two months, someone is going to give you an opportunity. And if you're not prepared, you're going to pass on that. And I think that, I think that I don't think that I could have any, I don't think there could be anything worse for me than being offered an opportunity and then being told like, well, you don't seem to be ready for that. You mm. have to be ready all the time and you have to be patient because that opportunity, as I say, for some people, comes very early on in the journey and for others it may take longer so patience and uh, prepare preparation is uh, the biggest learning curve for me mm. gotcha so stay ready essentially yes. stay yes. ready you have to be ready all the time so you've been my curl id has been live um my curl id has been live now for about six months about a year and a half something like that is that about is that about right Yes, uh, March. So yes, yes. No, March 2022. So it's been like six months, six, six months, eight months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're still still relatively early in the in the journey of my curl ID for sure. I'd love to know what are you still struggling with at this point. As I said, you know, trying to focus on what is priority, making sure that you spend time, effort, uh, and money 
into the aspect of what you're doing that's going to deliver the biggest result. And uh, this is what I think it's a bit, it's still the hardest part, the harder um, for me is mm. to establish what are the priorities. You know, there is so much time, as much as I carve time within my, you know, within, uh, within the day, there is still, you know, so much that can be done and um, establishing priorities sometimes is a bit of a challenge for me. Um, what I struggle with also is, and I know we will talk about it, is uh, the confidence that you, mm. your ideas are good and valid and you still should put them out in the world. Mm. One thing that a lot of people would have noticed as as you become entrepreneur in the world that we live in is that everything is exposed to the rest of the world. Yeah. Everyone sees what you're doing. So that level of confidence that you need to carry within yourself to be able to set up your social media, to create stories, to create content, to create ideas. Most of the time you have to do it yourself that, Mm. you know, it's, it's a lot of exposure, you know, it's really people, getting an insight into yourself and the reason why yeah. you do different things yes. and you know a lot of people are like you know just your friends but you know everybody feels you know they comment sometimes in yeah. a good way sometimes in a bad way sometimes they're like oh why did you do this and that and so getting to that point of confidence that what i want to say and the content i want to produce and what i want to to do with my business is valid and you know that's that's part i still uh, i still struggle with one of the conversation in terms of writing my story about michael id which i'm sure in hindsight um tori who i spoke to this morning will mention it's interesting you didn't talk about that i have a background in cosmetic science so <laughs> the, 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 so, so me creating creating a whole beauty business with a deep understanding of the categories that I'm that I'm getting myself into, mm-hmm. my ability to understand the label of every single product that are out in the market, to to to, to explain why to I have selected this brand, why I have selected these products, I can look at two different products and you know and assess the level of quality of mm. the ingredients of everything else, and this is part of my skill set that I'm yet to bring to life in what I'm doing with my curl ID. And there's no particular reason. That's reasons. huge. There is no particular reasons. And, you know, I, you know, I could sit there and talk about products, ingredients, brand, and all, all, all different things all day long. And yet I haven't done that. And I think what was holding me back is that, that fear that, Oh yeah. Well, do I really know enough about products? You know, I work in marketing. Do people can still see me being credible uh, about you know the level of you know talking about the ingredients, the formulation, the texture, and everything else? And for some reason, I did I did feel for a while that maybe I'm not the right person to do that. Maybe mm-hmm. I need to partner with somebody else. Maybe I need to partner with a hairstylist. Maybe I need to partner with different people. Yeah. And no, no need to, Sandra. I don't need this, you. <laughs> this sounds like imposter syndrome. This is exactly what imposter syndrome is, right? Like yes. you have a background in cosmetic in cosmetic science. You know yes. what? In the in the year plus that we've known each other, in all the discussions that we've had, I actually don't think you've ever mentioned this. Like this is new news to me. 
Yes. As it's so, used to be. Yes. <laughs> so I was, I was always like, I, I've always thought somehow that I wasn't the best person to drive the, the product education and understanding mm. of that category. I constantly felt like, I constantly felt like, oh, maybe I'm not the right person for this, for this. Maybe I need to partner with a hairstylist. The worst, the worst thing of all is me, and I've been speaking English for 15 years. It's me feeling, still thinking sometimes, I'm not sure I should be speaking English in public. Even though I do it every day, mm. every day at work, I'm like, oh my God, if I start producing content and my English is not good and I have an accent and people don't understand, maybe yeah. I need somebody else to, to, to bring all of that to life for me. No, you know, there is, there is no. you know, there is so much, um, so much, you know, personal limitations that we put on, upon ourselves yeah. every time we try to do something. And, uh, but that's fine. This is all gone. I've started writing like scripts for myself to talk about my products, to talk about the ingredients, right. to do the whole education myself. So, you know, just another layer that I have to add, uh, into on my business and, uh, I'm doing it. So I can't wait for you to write your story because yes, it, I think it's it's about time you need you put yourself out there. Listen, I struggle with it myself, especially with yeah. promoting this podcast and putting my like all the stories and the content. Like, I, so I understand. But you have a really really interesting story, and I think people should hear it. And while little tip for you, while you're while you're writing that story, please go get a headshot. Go get a headshot yes. done. <laughs> go get your first professional headshot. <laughs> to go along will, with that, I will, I will definitely do because do that. that's, that's on my list. I'm just waiting good. to uh, to take down my my breads and to change my style. Uh, Got it. So it's nice and fresh, and uh, that will be done. Because you know, all those publications out there need to be rolling with the freshest, the freshest headshot of of yes. you. Okay, mm-hmm. so we talked about you know some of the struggles, but tell me something about your most satisfying moment so far. Uh, I think I had two. So when we launched officially the website and it was live, I th- you know, live, I think that, you know, it, it is ultimately very satisfying. Uh, I was very happy. I feel like I did not take enough time to celebrate, but uh, I did. And uh, interestingly enough, the other one will happen this week. I had an order on the website. Okay. And I wasn't even doing paid media. I'm like, someone oh, organically good. ordered something from me. Like, Yay. you know, I didn't have to, you know, to, to do like a marketing campaign on Facebook, mm-hmm. on Instagram, on Google, or all of these things. I post all of my paid media for for the That's time awesome. being as I'm working on other things. And, um, and I'm like, Oh, that's really, you know, I, w- I just got excited about that. I'm like, okay, it's quite, it's quite nice okay. when you feel like people are buying into what yeah. you are trying to do in some capacity, when you see the, the support of different people, um, not to mention that I'm in California, I do all the shipping and packing myself. So that means that I had to bring inventory with me for Oof. my little traveling period. So I did all of that. And I'm like, because preparation yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to go away even for two weeks, not, not knowing how I can, um, serve my customers. Yeah. So I made, as you say, I made space in my suitcase, less shoes, less clothes, less <laughs> everything. I prioritize my, uh, my little inventory, took it with me, receive an order. And now I can, uh, I can ship it out. I don't have to, I don't have sacrifice. to feel stressed out. 
mm-hmm. you know, I, um, I, I put everything in place. I have inventory in New York with a friend, so everything can be re- replenished. Preparation is key. I love it. A little bit of a sacrifice. Less shoes, yes. more products so that you can get those shipped out in, <laughs> in time. I like that. Yes. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about mentorship. So tell me, did mentorship play a role in your process? Um, what value did it bring to you, if so? Yes, so we have been introduced by a, a common friend, Sarah, and uh, you know I'm forever grateful of of the introduction, of having met you, of the time that you have uh, you have spent with me in taking me through the journey of building my current ID. And you know, and as you you know, as you remember, you know, we which was just the beginning of my current ID. It took us three or four months to even find the name. So um, I, I remember. So when I started discussing with you it was really really just the beginning we were still Mm -hmm. like you know having layout of the website i didn't have any brands i didn't have i didn't have anything uh really so it's very it is important you know it is important to have someone that you feel accountable um to in uh, in some capacity someone who is rooting for you or you know someone who is not you basically uh and i think that what made a, a difference to me in having you uh, supporting me during that journey is also your the, your status you know you're someone who works within the industry or someone who is you know within the categories that i'm uh, you know i'm getting into again so i'm like you know having some you know validation and support from someone who is ultimately you know the i i, I don't think i could have i could have gotten a better mentor for for all that time so Aww. first of all I'm, I'm very grateful and it is very important because at the time where as I said, you always need to be prepared at the time where you're like, oh, okay, maybe this weekend I don't do something. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that knowing that I'm going to speak to you on the Wednesday at that particular time, you feel like you have to make that time valuable for, for everybody. So you, sure. you, you have to do it. And I think that having a mentor throughout your journey is very important. I have my, you know, since we have a we have uh, parted ways in that mentorship. Uh, as I told you, I was looking for another one. So I did uh, identify another mentor that I have my first session awesome. with next week. Great. And just to, just to continue uh, with that. And, you know, it was the perfect match because you, as I said, you were in the industries that I was evolving in. But ultimately, I think that um, it, 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 it can be anybody that has, uh, you know, a good understanding of what you're trying to do of entrepreneurship and he's a, a very supportive person i think that um well first of all thank you for for all of that um all those all those words i think that um hopefully what it brought to the table was an accountability partner to your point you basically yes. said that in a nutshell you know somebody that mm-hmm. you can bounce ideas off somebody that would keep you honest um and keep you keep you on track but for me as well on the flip side um our conversations inspired me like what you were doing and what you were planning to bring out to the market was something that I felt was very much needed so anything that I could have could have done to have been a part of your process even to learn from you in your journey was was um a learn a learn for me so I think that mentorship can also be a symbiotic relationship it's not always the one way it's it's it really should be a, a dual 
a dual journey. Yes, and I'm, yes, and and you're right, and I'm and I'm glad, and I'm glad uh, you you mentioned that because ultimately, you know, before we were even introduced. Mm-hmm. Again, you talk to different people about entrepreneurship, yeah. and we can talk about networking in a minute. And um, I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm very good at a lot of things, but networking is not really my thing. Mm. And all, you know, you, 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 again, you doubt yourself. You're like, oh, I don't know if I'm good at networking. And most importantly, you're like, what do I have to bring to other people's table? Yeah, and you know, and you're right. Being be, being in a being in a mentorship, you still have to ask yourself, you know, what what what? How do you make that time valuable for your mentor? Also, yeah. so I'm I'm glad that you 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 did find some some inspiration also during our time. But I do remember before I met you, I was kind of reading about different things, like yeah, you have to have the list of people that you would like to mentor. You know, you would like to be, um, you know, paired with for them to be your mentor. You need to identify where, you know, in which situation you can meet them. And then mm. when you reach out to them, you need to make sure that you have something to, to give to the table. Yeah. And when I read all of that and I'm like, I can think of a lot of women within that industry that I would love to reach out to. Um, and then you sit on it because, uh, as I said, personally, I'm like, I don't really know what I can offer to them that will that will make that time valuable and mm-hmm. it all comes down to your own you know you know limitations that you have within yourself and uh, so that's why i'm forever grateful of uh, the opportunities that that we've had and um but yeah it's not easy to find it's not easy to find a good mentor that's for sure i i listen for anyone out there that's thinking about you know finding a mentor like everything that sandra is saying right now is really really important because you are essentially asking somebody to take time away from their work, their personal life to, to sit with yeah. you and, and to talk and to share, you know, some trade secrets and advice and all, all sorts of things. So, I mean, I remember I've done a lot of mentoring in my, in my, in my young time in this world. And I remember one young lady who reached out to me. I forgot how we got connected. We met up. Um, I was waiting for her. She wasn't late. I, I was just there a little early, but really she should have been there before me. But anyway, she arrived and she sat down next to me and she just, just looked at me. She just looked at me like, start. <laughs> like, yeah, she felt like it was a, a different type of relationship where you yeah. were going to bring to the table the, yeah, the no. directions of the, the relationship. No, needless to say that that relationship did not continue. Um, you know, I, I turned the tables back on her gently, but firmly, like, you know, what do you expect to get out of this relationship? What have you come today to share with me? And I think that left her very flustered. She didn't realize the work that she had to do. Um, but you were diligent. Like every session there was like an agenda that was, you know, I knew what was coming, what we were going to talk about. So I could come prepared as well to make the time efficient for you as well no yeah yeah it's preparation again yep yeah that's going to be my word of the day <laughs> I, I was going to say we might have to thread that into the title somehow okay know, right? so so leveraging your network how did you I mean of course you and I had a relationship we were connected through somebody else um are there any other examples of how you leveraged your network to bring my curl ID to um, life um to bring my curl ID to life yes I have reached out uh to any friends that I had 
that wanted to uh, try beauty products for free. So I have okay. sent out a number of products to a number Perfect. of people, to a group of women that were part of my original panel. So mm -hmm. that was even before I launched my Curl ID as I was building my social media profile. So we okay. started creating content together. I sent them some products. I did a lot of videos and materials and pictures. And to these days, again, I'm, I'm so grateful to their contribution. They, my sister organized a photo shoot with uh, most of the, these women uh, back in France. Wow. Uh, she's doing an, she actually she's do, we're doing another one in two weeks with different women that also okay. wants to, to participate. And, you know, as I said, it's always nice when people, you know, want to support you. And, you know, who doesn't want to go to a photo shoot? Let's be, let's be transparent. <laughs> you know, it's fun, right? It is fun. There is yeah. a product, there is a photographer, there is a makeup artist, you know, the stylist. It's a nice glam session. So yeah, so a lot of uh, a lot of friends input. I've spoke to every single person I knew in the digital space, the digital marketing space. Uh, my dear colleague uh, Daniela, I think uh, you know, spend a lot of time. She's a digital director at work. Spend a lot of time uh, supporting me. So anybody that I knew that had, you know, knowledge in some areas of marketing that I needed to develop my business. Um, I'm not a digital marketing expert. Actually, it's not in my scope of work on my day-to-day mm -hmm. -day job. So um, I did that. Now, I've also, as you know, as we discussed, networking is very, very important in any anybody's journey, regardless if it's entrepreneurship or not. And I've never thought that I was the best at networking. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a result, two months ago, I, uh, I joined to networking group. Okay. And uh, it's very recent, so it's a very new experience for me. And uh, so far, it has been positive. So I've joined a group called The Crew, which is dedicated to uh, to women. It's okay. not necessarily uh, surrounded, you know, around entrepreneurship. It's just women wanted to support each other in whatever part of their journey that they are in. So I haven't officially started with them. I was just matched with a group actually recently, and the okay. first session will be in a few weeks. I also joined uh, the Gathering Spot, which is a, a, a membership networking organization dedicated to uh, Black people. So uh -huh. it's yeah, so it's it's different. So you know, women on one side, you know, black people on the other side. I'm just trying two two type of uh, of ways to to network uh, this year. Let's see what it brings to my journey over the next you know twelve months, and then starting from that, I will continue to develop my uh, my networking ability. As I said, I'm, I don't think it comes naturally to me. So being part of a of a system you know oh yeah for uh, sure will probably, will probably like open like you know more doors for me i'll have to get the um links to those networking yes membership clubs etc so that i can add them to mm -hmm. the show notes for anybody that's that's particularly interested um yes. but i totally hear you i'm very similar in that sense networking is the last thing that i want to do even though it's the thing that i know i need to do so anything that makes that side of life easier is like a blessing in disguise yes all right so you are a busy woman you're a woman on the go you've got your own business you still work in corporate beauty you're shipping stuff out yourself you're creating your content yourself for the most part how are you setting boundaries 
Um, I've never really had to or need to set boundaries, really. I'm very mindful on uh, what I spend my time uh, doing. So, you know, as I said, if I have to, you know, to to decline participating in certain events or, or activities to make sure that I can stay focused, that I absolutely do that. Um, okay. Only very recently, I believe I, uh, I did remove myself from the family group chat. Oh my gosh. I did find, that. <laughs> I did find it to be a bit of a distraction uh, for me. And uh, I haven't cut ties with my family. We still have, we still yeah. have one-on-one conversation, but they're much more intentional. We discuss what we need to discuss at the time. And, uh, and then that's it. My family, uh, let's, first of all, we had, I had three family group chats. Ooh. Three. Oh, I mean, uh, fair enough. Yes. I think I do too. One, yes. One of them, I haven't removed myself, but I just muted the whole thing I, because it's like 40 people on, on that chat. I didn't want to be, uh, to, to come across as rude, but the other two, I just felt like it was a little bit too much of a distraction for me. Mm. And uh, I think that once you identify the little things that are a distraction in the day to day, it's a bit, it's, it's just a little bit better because all of a sudden you can, you know, pick up your phone when you feel like it have an international conversation. Yeah. And actually, funny enough, my mum will probably will say, I speak to her on the phone more. Aww. Than when I was in the group chat, because mm. you feel like you're, you know, passing around information, but really you're just distracting. Yeah. I think people all day long, and I'm like, I would rather have a, you know, a phone call at the end of the week and let's chat than trying to keep up with uh, everybody's day to day activity. Uh, that's super so, bold. So. I mean, what did somebody get yeah. really annoyed and pissed off that you left? No, I, I mean, I did a little bit of explaining and, uh, and that, that was that, but you know, um, people, you've got to do what you've got to do. And I don't think that, uh, it's, I don't think that removing myself from the family group chat is that it's that bad. <laughs> Fair. I mean, I don't personally think so, but I just know there are some people that would, you know, feel a little somehow, but good for you. Good for you. You've got to do what you've got to do. Yes. Um, okay. Now who do you look up to in the world of business? Um, interestingly enough, I, again, recently participated in like a, in a workshop activity and that, that question kind of came up as part okay. of the, as a group activity. And someone said something very interesting that she, she tend to kind of, you know, look at herself as a, as a way of inspiration. And, uh, and I, and I did, and I could relate to that because specifically when you an entrepreneur and you're trying to get places i personally find that the more i look up to other people the more i compare myself and the more i feel like i'm not doing enough my mm. is that my, my biggest thing that goes in my head is i'm not doing enough i okay. look at all these people that ultimately yes do represent the level where i would want to go to get to um and i'm like oh look look what they're doing look what she's doing with what they've done and that 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 comparison that that is constant in your head, I mean, in minds more, and I think most people, is is very hard to sometimes to quiet down. So I did take her advice and I I started to to look more within myself for inspiration in terms of where I want to get to. Go back to the drawing board and two things that I did uh, out of that conversation is. To find inspiration within yourself, you need to remind yourself as to why you started your business. Mm. And I, I made a whole list of why. 
Okay. You know, and that's why, you know, when people ask me, why are you starting Michael and ID? I'm like, why well, actually I started a whole list. There is like 20 reasons yeah. why I started it. But it's just to be able to brand myself when I feel a, bit, a little bit less motivated to, to remind me that this is why I started. And then uh, I'm also building a, a more of a vision for myself of like, where where is it that I want to be? What kind of businesswoman do I want to be? What kind of woman do I want to establish myself into? Mm-hmm. And what kind of role models do I want to be for other people? And so I'm building that also. So there is uh, a lot of people that I admire. A lot of people that I I, I, I look up to, my uh, my personal favorite at the moment is uh, Issa Rae. Mm. I've been yeah. watching rap, rap shit on HBO. I mean, the, the woman is... I haven't started. Okay. I haven't started, but there's been too many people that have told me that it's such a great show that I'm going to have to watch it, especially now that you've mentioned it. She's it's, awesome. She's amazing. She amazing. Is, she is amazing. I'm still able to look up to her without feeling too bad about myself. So I'm not... <laughs> I don't think I could. I think that's probably why I'm distancing myself from her because I'm like, man, I've got a long way to go. She is, I mean, yes, exactly. So that I, I yeah, so there is a lot of people that I know, you know, are yeah. out there in the world that have played the role of wonderful role model for, for a lot of people, including myself at different times. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, when you, you talk about setting boundaries, it for me, it's one of them. I need to stop comparing myself to other people. Mm. And one of these things is like, let's go back and look inward to your inspiration, the, you know, the end goal rather than other people. Because, um, yeah, but she, she, she still, you know, I can still look up to her for now and be like, <laughs> oh, she's, she's cool. She's rich. She is so she talented. Is. I, don't, I don't have any other word. She's beautiful. She yes. comes across very like funny and approachable. Yes. Uh, not that I, you know, I don't spend a lot of time, you know, looking her up online, but you know, she comes up a lot on a lot of things that I, you know, I research, I read, yeah. um, and I follow her on Instagram and, you know, she also has a uh, hair care brand. So, yeah. you know, the whole thing is just, She's such a, a good role model. Yeah. Like, uh, yes. Nothing else to say about that. Um, a very cool, a very cool entrepreneur. I mean, talking about entrepreneurs, what tip do you have for any entrepreneurs out there that are thinking about starting their own business? Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I feel like, you know, it's everyone says the same thing, but I don't think there is anything more to say than just do it. Mm. And, you know, as, as painful as it is and as, uh, you know, to start and to, as I said, to try to decipher between the noise, your priorities, you know, your family, your engagement, your commitment to so many other people and yourself sometimes, uh, you know, any step is a, is a step. And, you know, as much as you not, you're going to feel most of the time very lonely in your journey or that you're not doing enough because I think that that's what most people feel all the time. They're sitting at home thinking like, oh, what else could I do to contribute to my business? At the beginning of that journey, um, you need to appreciate that anything that you do is a positive step toward your your goal. Yeah. So just, just do it. Take the small step. Uh, don't beat yourself up because you spend the whole day watching uh, rap shit instead of... <laughs> creating content <laughs> instead of creating content but it's fine it's it's perfectly fine to uh to do other things uh so just do it just do the best you can and uh, be consistent it's better to do small step 
consistently than to be full on for two months and then mm. not do anything for three months because the consistency, I believe, and I may be wrong, that consistency is what uh, yields uh, results in what you yeah. want to do. Uh, be prepared at all time. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and yes, that's you know that's that's that that will bring a lot of value in the way people perceive your your business. That okay, you know, business is not very big, but you've been consistently doing it for the next year or two years. Uh, if you are somebody that may be looking for financial uh, investment, which is uh, which I will be doing myself, oh, I don't think that anybody will be looking into into my business if they see that you know I did something for six months a year and then yes. you know I kind of like, dropped off and did something else. You know, there is not a lot of reason why certain businesses aren't as successful as they could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, people invest in you. And so long as you can deliver what you say you're going to do and you're consistent with it, people will believe in what in your vision. Such a great answer. Honestly, such yeah. a great answer. It's not about the perfect step. It's about taking a step and being yes. consistent with that. Because, you know, if you want to build a vision that you want other people to, to buy into, and we live in the world of fast media, so we always yeah. it's always funny that impression that it goes fast, faster for other people. Oh, yeah. It does not. It takes just as long mm-hmm. for the majority of people to get where they are. Yeah. Uh, they just choose to share a part of their journey that they want to share. So, mm-hmm. you know, there is, you know, uh, as, as little or as much as I want to talk about Michael ID, I first started that idea in the summer of 2020 and i didn't launch until march 2022 i mean that's so, still fast that's still yeah, pretty fast it, two years yeah, it's still, it is still you know it is still a long time but ultimately as i said i can choose to share the part of my journey that i want so i could say oh yeah i launched in march and then that's what people could sure. choose to remember yeah from my journey yeah but ultimately it does take um a lot of time for um for many people and nobody gets there that fast and when i say get there i'm not there yet i have launched my business and i'm continuing to supporting it yeah so um so yeah so but it's hard, i know it, it it is hard to as i said comparing yourself to to other people so just do it and try not to compare yourself too much with uh, what is out there People put very nice stories on the social media. Mm, people show you <laughs> the parts that they want to show you. It's the highlight reel. It's the highlight yes, reel. Yes, that's uh, that's not always a reflection of the of the the day to day. Exactly. So, when you are on your day off, what does that look like? What does that look like at the moment? And uh, it's, I think it's really dependent on the the, the season, you know, of the year and mm-hmm. when I am in my life. At the moment, as I said, I try to, to read as much as possible because I like that moment of being able to focus my brain onto something else. Uh, I'm catching up on uh, on TV shows that I've never watched in my life. So, you know, I, I somehow randomly started to watch Games of Thrones. Uh, now that... I don't know. Don't ask me why. Great yeah, show. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're on it. Finally, as long as you're on, and, uh, as long as you're on, you know. Uh, so I'm like, okay, that's something I can watch in the background while I'm also, uh, you know, working at the same time. It doesn't seem to. So no, I just want you know, I'm. I just like to find good ways of relaxing at the moment, just to be able to 
rest my brain so I'm better prepared for the next day when I have to yeah. go back into full mode on uh, on focus. So it's not very exciting at the moment what my days off look like. But uh, again, this is what it is for the time being. And uh, in a few years from now, we can you can ask me that question again. Okay, so the two of us work in beauty, right? We're coming towards the end of this of this episode. We can't close this episode without talking about beauty because we both live and breathe the beauty industry. Are there any beauty rituals that you grew up with that you maintain today? I mean, yes. I think as a as a black woman, I think everybody like me has grown up uh, moisturizing their full body, uh, top to bottom every morning and i still do that so uh that's that's one of them <laughs> um i have used a lot of products over the years uh working in beauty industry and just out of my own interest but i do say that um every so often when i go back to burkina faso i just like applying raw sh- uh, shea butter, butter on my skin mm. you know i don't do it all the time i don't do it every day but it's one of these things that it just i don't know i just it, it's comforting in some in some yeah. capacities and i yeah uh, you know and as you know sometimes you know it's it's hard to apply you have to melt it on your hand it's but work you, know, whole, you gotta work it in it and you know and then it's a massage at the same time so yeah so that's that's my thing <laughs> I love that. I, I, you know, my mom often goes, you know, back home to Nigeria very often. And, you know, she has friends in Ghana and Togo, etc. And apparently she likes the, the shea butter across the border, not necessarily yes. Nigeria, but somewhere in Ghana or Togo or Benin. Um, so she has friends there. I always have a tub of shea butter in my, in my, in my cabinet. So tell me, Sandra, when do you feel the most beautiful? I didn't think about that question. I'm sure it was on the. It was. It was. It is. It was. I mean... Well, good. This is one that you haven't prepared for. So let's let's hear your answer. And don't tell me you don't feel beautiful. No, I do. I do. I do. So that's a start. <laughs> I'm one of these. I'm one of these people. I. I. You know. I really enjoy. I really enjoy my look. So I do. I do feel I beautiful. That. So that's that's not a problem at all. I must say that. Uh, I, I like getting ready, you know, okay. as much as I, you know, I, I, I don't spend a lot of time getting ready, but that, that little routine that I spend looking, you know, just, you know, focusing on me, getting ready, applying a bit of makeup, you know, red lipstick, doing my hair. It just, just the routine of getting myself set up in, you know, for, mm. for the day. Uh, I really enjoy it. And I feel like, I don't overdo it, you know, in terms of my preparation. I know one of the questions was like, you know, if you have to get ready in 15 minutes, I can literally probably have a shower, do my hair and my makeup in 15 minutes. So it's <laughs> not that I spend goes a lot to you. of time. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very efficient uh, if I'm being transparent, but I do like that moment of uh, just getting ready in the morning and, uh, you know, and then I'm ready to go. So by the time I step out of the door to to you know, to get on with my day is when I feel the most ready and the most confident and the most beautiful. Mm, okay. All right. So are there, like, what are your go-to beauty products that you have in your cabinet? So I am, uh, we talked about my uh, red lipstick uh, earlier, yep. which I'm a little bit obsessed with before. I also brought another product because I'm, you know, obsessed with uh, <gasps> this black soap shampoo. <laughs> I can't believe we both brought this to the episode yes it is uh you know i have tried 
I don't think anybody will believe me. So I will, I will need to, to put that somehow on social media at some point. I have bought over a hundred products when I started my curl ID and I was evaluating the products I wanted to and the brands I wanted to have. And um, I had to make decision about, you know, what, what, what I wanted to see on my website. And right. then, you know, it's still an ongoing journey. Uh, but um, this is by far uh, my favorite product that black soap shampoo the, the texture of it and i have uh, i have eczema on my uh, on, on my scalp. scalp not all yeah not all the time but it, it, it flares up every so often okay. and i used to use medicated shampoo because of that yeah and i haven't used a single medicated shampoo for 18 months ever since i started using that product so i use it like roughly once a week sometimes every two weeks i mix it up with another type of shampoo sure but it's by far uh my my favorite uh at the moment and um so yeah at the moment these are the two things that i you know i carry around with me all the time that is awesome and you know i was going to share later in this podcast but i can definitely share now that since you launched my curl ID, that this brand planted, planted hair care. Yes. I can't say that I had heard of them before you launched my curl ID. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bought these two products, the black soap shampoo that you just talked about, which is amazing. Like ingredient wise, we're talking um, black African soap. It's amazing at removing buildup. It does leave your hair feeling squeaky clean, but not, not in yes. a stripping not in a stripping way, like your hair still very much feels hydrated, which I, lo- which I love yes. about it. But what I really love from Planted Hair Care is that hair and scalp oil. This oh, guy, okay. I'm like, I'm only, I've like, I'm halfway done, but I'm about to put yes. in another order through my <laughs> curl ID, of course. Um, but there's just something about the way that it, the fragrance, and I don't think there's any fragrance added i think it's just the natural oils that are in there um this is just delicious it smells like it's got sweet almond oil so i think that's where the sweetness comes in with amla and um, hibiscus and fenugreek it's it's just all very natural and i love this when i have braids particularly like when i have braids like navigating through each Mm -hmm. each braid with this is super easy and i just love the smells like an arum it's like an aromatherapy moment for me when I put it, it on. When it I put is it on. a beautiful formula. Uh, Ulani Wilson, who is a founder of Planted Hair Care, is a, is a wonderful woman too. Okay. Oh, uh, I would love for, for her to, to be on your podcast. Yeah. Uh, also, so I will definitely uh, put you in touch. But uh, Please. This, is, this, is, this is, you know, what we were discussing about. There is a quantities of products that are beautiful out there that have the right, you know, formulas the right ingredients the right price you know everything about it is beautiful she has a beautiful branding the packaging is very you know it's very functional a lot of the brands that i carry have are are just the best and i'm like they're Mm. not they're just not given the visibility required you know if you want to go in the the world of ulta and sephora and walgreens they're gonna be like "Uh uh-uh we only have 15 percent space you know, it's like, why? It's not about, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? The product is good. It shouldn't be limited to that 15% pledge that you took at exactly. some point in the last, in the last five years. Yeah. Where does that leave all the other brands that consumers should, should be able to have access to? And this is something that is, for me, is very, 
is very important. As I said, it's just giving the choice, giving visibility to, to brands like Planted Hair Care to make sure that, you know, people like yourself have the ability to discover all of these brands. And Absolutely. if you still want to go and shop at Ulta, by all means, shop at Ulta. So at least, you know, you... Uh, it's all about choices in life it is and when you when you take you know when that choice is being taken away from you by other you know corporations or like you know marketing plans and everything else it just it's just not yeah there is there is much more we can do as a community to support each other and i think that this industry is definitely one of them well you know you have my full support and my carl id i'm going to continue to to watch you and to see how my curl ID develops over time. Um, But guys, those of you who are listening and you want to discover um, new texture hair brands, you want to support black owned brands, you want to support brands that, you know, are are clean in terms of ingredients, because I know that's something that you look for when you're betting the brands, um, Sandra, that you that you put on the site. Definitely check out mycurlid.com um, to incentivize you. There is a promo code. I've already said it. It's Texture Lounge 20. You get 20% off your order. Um, so what's next for you? So we are about to launch a, a mini a starter kit. So I finally, you know, as you know, the world of like travel sizes and minis oh, is like the, the, the golden the word, golden word in corporate <laughs> beauty. Everybody wants a travel kit. I mean, listen, but, you know, but as you know, it, it is hard to deliver specifically for brands that are, uh, you know, smaller. Yeah. Uh, it's hard for them to deliver these small sizes, but we're finally getting there. So we will have like a starter kit with small sizes of, uh, you know, some of the, you know, most popular items on Michael ID. So that will be very interesting for me to launch in the next two or three weeks. Okay. Um, so that that's the biggest thing that happened. And then we, as I said, I will be, much more involved in discussing products, education, ingredients, how to use the products, what is, you know, there is a lot of nonsense also in that industry. And, you know, you can find a lot of things uh, online. And I do think that I have, uh, I, I should use my uh, my background, my knowledge and uh, the credibility that I've been f- built for myself to talk more about um product education so that's mm. something a big part of what's coming up for Michael ID uh, as I said I had a very long conversation this morning about things that I need to do and um, yeah educational content mini webinars and seminars are definitely something that I will be looking to to deliver in the next few months that's that's great and yes. if anyone wants to find out more about Michael ID I know I've mentioned the website um, a number of times on the on this episode where can they find? my call id yes so you know we on social media also on instagram at uh at my call id uh pinterest that i use for my education uh as an education platform also under the same name and of course the website uh 3wmichaelid.com where you know products are available for purchase and you know we ship all over in the us but also internationally so uh but yeah, more brands. We're actually launching a new brand uh, in uh, in few weeks on Michael ID website. Can so you say who? Uh, Afro Afro. It's a it's mm-hmm. a it's a brand that is uh, born uh, in the UK. Okay. Uh, by a wonderful couple um, uh, that I have met, uh, you know, virtually over the last few months, and we've been working a lot on you know preparing for me introducing their product onto my platform. It's uh, it's just a beautiful brand that I'm very excited to to partner with, and uh, so yeah, so 
we should see that on my current ID in the next, hopefully the next six weeks. Ah, awesome. I'm so proud of you. This is so awesome. All yeah, these new it's very, brands. It's very exciting, you know. When you, when you were discussing earlier about the, the struggle, it has been, uh, you know, getting brands, again, you know, to, to, to engage with you, to believe in your vision, to yeah. take the time to, to take the time to assess your business, your vision, everything that you want to do is something that has been um, very challenging for me, you know. Uh, but it has been great. I have had wonderful conversation. I've met wonderful founders, you know, just that interaction with the founders to be able, you know, to talk to them, to understand like, you know, where they want to take their business. And for me to be able to share my vision with them directly and realize that, yes, you know, we, we, we can create a, a whole world for, of beauty for uh, black women, black people, um, in which, you know, as I said, you know, we, we, we own hundred percent. I hope that's, uh, that's a goal. I hope you know that you are a true, bona fide, credible entrepreneur at this stage. You know that, right? <laughs> Thank you. I'm I'm trying to be. <laughs> you are. I think, you know. <laughs> you're doing it. You are doing you, it. You're right. It's, it is doing it. You know, there is a. You know, it's always like reframing what success look like for for us. As I said, you know, in mm-hmm. not comparing yourself to other people. Well, you know in a completely different part of their journey. So, you know, if you're not there, it doesn't mean that you're not successful. And you're exactly. right. Sometimes, as I said, we I often feel like I'm not doing enough, but realistically, I am successful in what I have uh, started to do and I will continue to be successful thanks to, you know, people like you who are continuing to support me on my journey. Oh, this was so good. So, so, yes. so good. So in closing, what is one word to capture how you're feeling right now in this moment? It's still the same. It's still that same balance and serenity. Okay, good. Yeah. I didn't stress you out with all the questions. No, 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 not at all. You know, as much as, you know, you, have, you know, you have challenging conversation like the one I had this morning mm. where you need to go back and like, you know, think about, okay, how do I reframe all of it and put it into action? All those conversations are just like, you know, again, going back to reminding yourself, you know, why why you started all of that, what what it is that you, you're passionate about. It's... Uh, it's uh, it's nice. It's it's very really nice. So I appreciate the opportunity. Of course. Well, Sandra, it has been such a joy having you here at the Texture Lounge, um, really walking us through the very beginning, even the, the, the you know the stage before launching and um, everything that's happened and transpired since then. So with that, thank you, and you are welcome back anytime. Thank you so much for having.